Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Monday. I'm your host, John Solomon, reporting to you, as always, from Washington, D.C. And for this entire week, I've got my amazing co-host, Amanda Head, here to joining me. In fact, when I talked to my family last night, that's all they could talk about. Amanda was in town. So great to have you here. We've got a great show with you. Alan Dershowitz, former U.S. Attorney Bud Cummings, going to bring an amazing story of FBI misconduct. Put it on your radar. We've got a lot of other things going on. Amanda, what else is cooking? I will say, you have an amazing family, and I think that we should bring them on air one day. Let's see how that would go. All right. Yes, I am very excited. Excited to preview Alan Dershowitz's new book. We'll be right back after hearing from our great partner sponsors and advertisers. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you your 100% money-back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order, plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick house nutrition and of course field of greens all you got to do to take advantage of this offer visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code just news that's promo code just news at fieldofgreens.com don't wait go to fieldofgreens.com today use the promo code just news for 15 percent off as you write your life story you're far from finished are you looking to close the book on your job maybe turn a page in your career be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, 
The learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Well, this next segment is going to be really fun for me. It's so important, no matter what the facts of a case are, to make sure that justice is always practiced evenly and even-handed. And this particular case has brought together an incredible group of star players in the judicial system. Uh, uh, Harvard professor emeritus, of course, Alan Dershowitz, our good friend. He's been the author of many good books. He's teamed up with a former U.S. attorney from the Bush administration, Bud Cummins, who I've known for years. And they've also teamed up with an FBI scientists and many others to raise questions about a very high-profile case. It looks like the FBI may not have followed its own science. How about that? To start us off, Alan and Bud are going to join us. So welcome, gentlemen. Good to have you on. Thank you. Good to Alan, be here. Start us off with this case. This was a case of great controversy, an alleged sex cult involving Keith Rainier. But as you got into this, as people began to watch it, it looks like the FBI made some claims or presented some evidence that isn't quite on the up and up. Well, I've been doing this 60 years now, and this case presents one of the most compelling challenges to the integrity of law enforcement. We know that there were 22 photographs of a young woman. She could have been 20, she could have been 19, she could have been 16, we don't know. The photographs were dated so as to make her be underage, which created an incredibly serious felony that resulted in a conviction and essentially a life sentence. And now we have seven experts, including four former FBI experts, telling us that the photographs and the dates on the photographs were doctored and the card was doctored. Now, I'm not an expert. You could put the experts on, let them talk about it. But I am an expert in civil liberties and law. And this has to be determined whether it's true or not. If it's true, it could be one of the greatest scandals in modern law enforcement history. If it's not true, let's find out about that. We want a hearing. We want evidence. We want a judge to decide based on discovery, based on information, which side is telling the truth here. And if in fact the FBI or somebody else tampered with evidence and created evidence of guilt from evidence of innocence, then at the very least there has to be a new trial and possibly a dismissal of the indictment. So that's what we're working on uh, right now with the help of great people like our other guest here. Well, and and what strains credulity to me is the fact that even if you didn't have this evidence, I mean, they, they, they didn't have to alter the evidence because for people out there who followed this trial, very, very public, um, they had witness testimony, they had physical evidence of branding. That was another major element of this case. Um, so it seems to me that th there wasn't really even a need in this case, but it seems also like we there's a pattern of this happening. Have you ever seen evidence tampering to this degree? I have not, but it was absolutely necessary. The evidence in the case could have gone either way. After all, you know, branding is a terrible, terrible thing, but there was a dispute about the circumstances of the branding. The evidence was deeply disputed. Uh, there was one defendant who was prepared to plead not guilty, but as soon as she found out that there were these pictures of this underage girl, she knew she had no chance of winning. Uh, I think any experienced criminal lawyer will tell you that if you introduce evidence, hard evidence, photographic evidence of child 
molestation, the case is over. Yeah. Jurors don't yeah. listen to anything else. It doesn't matter what the evidence yeah. is. This was the key critical piece of information. And if it was false, there has to at least be a new trial or a dismissal of the indictment. But I want to turn to you because you worked for years at the Justice Department. You're one of its most respected U.S. attorneys and the alumni. Uh, you, you work with the FBI day in and day out. Could you ever imagine a circumstance where something would be so doctored? And how confident are you that this is a problematic piece of evidence? Well, 20 years ago, I would have told you this was impossible. But in light of some of the things, uh, the revelations that, you know, I know you reported on and uh, in the last five or six years, uh, afraid almost anything's possible. I don't think, uh, I, I, I'm, look, there's seven, seven experts. Four of them are former FBI forensic experts, and they're all in agreement. And uh, if I were the United States attorney over this case, uh, this, there was a motion filed months and months ago with affidavits from these people and the, the judge, to my knowledge, has not required the government to respond, and they've just been sitting on procedural excuses to not pursue the, the issue. Mm. I would be in a, you know, four-alarm fire mode <laughs> trying to figure out if one of the agents in my district had fabricated evidence. Because based on these affidavits, it, it, it looks beyond doubt that something bad has happened. Obviously, the government has mm -hmm. an opportunity to step up and rebut that, but they need to do that. And they need to do it pretty soon. To me, this, mm -hmm. you know, everything with the Department of Justice and the FBI these days is about credibility. For reasons we don't have time to go in here and catalog, they have lost their credibility time and time again. This is not an isolated case, an isolated problem. It's certainly a significant problem, but they need to get to the bottom of it, well, like Professor Dershowitz said. The important is that the status quo is untenable. You cannot have a situation where four former FBI agents say, that there was tampering with the evidence and the government says there wasn't and there's no hearing and it gets unresolved. I'm a big fan of the FBI. From the time I was 12 years old, I used to go visit the FBI headquarters. I have been very close to some of the former directors of the FBI. I want to see them vindicated. I want to make sure that nothing they've done is subject to any kind of criticism. But when you have four former FBI agents saying something is wrong and current FBI or Justice Department people saying, no, the American people have to see a resolution to this. The yeah. current status quo, where this just sits there hanging, is untenable in America. We are entitled to an answer to this compelling question. Well, Alan, that's why we love having you on the show, because even if we differ politically on opinions, you're always consistent, and we love having you on for that very reason. But I wanted to ask you, um, everybody knows that the wheels of government turn very, very slowly, but it seems like throughout this process there have been stall tactics by the government. Is this a situation where you think that Attorney General Merrick Garland should get involved? Uh, do you think he would? I, I think he definitely should. I think every person in the Department of Justice uh, up to the Attorney General should be uh, almost unilaterally focused on it, some on allegations like this, and until that they're fully resolved, that, that they should get get everyone's attention. But like I said, they work, they live on credibility, and their credibility has right. been really up, if not destroyed, over the last few years. But something like this uh, could could deep six it forever. Uh, you have to believe that when the FBI comes out and puts your brother-in-law in handcuffs and walks him out of the bank or his, his law firm or wherever he works or his 
the state capitol that they have a real case and they have a real reason that's nonpartisan and 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 uh, and founded on real evidence. And if they lose that kind of credibility and people have to wonder if if they're targeting people because of politics or because it's a high profile case, the whole system falls apart. Such Uh powerful words. Mm. Amazing. Really is. Let me ask you this, gentlemen. Uh, there are other avenues beyond the courts. Even if the cart dawdles, there's the Inspector General, the Justice Department, there are the oversight committees in Congress. Is that another area where you might go to try to get some exploration and explanation for what went on here? Well, we're entitled to a court proceeding. We're entitled to a court hearing. Under the Constitution, the courts have an obligation to decide due process cases. This is a due process violation. And we're entitled to know whether it occurred, whether it didn't occur. And remember, too, that if people tamper with evidence, and the only cases I've ever had of tampering uh, are cases where the defendant is extraordinarily unpopular, hated, where nobody cares about this defendant, where they want him to rot in jail for other reasons. And, and, And those are the cases where the government will sometimes feel comfortable framing people because they think they deserve it. And that's why the very fact that he is unpopular and and he is criticized uh, is it makes it more likely, not less likely, that some rogue agent or some rogue person, we don't know who it might be, might have said, look, in the interests of a higher justice, I'm going to make this evidence better than it was. That's the great fear. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We're going to stay on this conversation that we just left off with uh, another extraordinary guest, Dr. Richard Kuyper, who served as a digital forensic examiner within the FBI as a special agent. And he joins us now. Dr. Kuyper, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Sir, you have quite the stacked resume. Uh, It's very, very impressive. I want to give you a moment to just kind of explain to everybody your background and and why you have so many details and can speak with such authority on this. Sure. Well, uh, I spent 20 years uh, with the FBI as a special agent and digital forensic examiner. Uh, I also... um, 
uh, taught uh, forensic examiners in a program called the Computer Analysis Response Team, or CART, you, you may have heard of. So I taught in that program, and, and as a matter of fact, I, I taught the teachers of that program. Wow. So I'm very well acquainted with the, um, uh, the, the procedures and the policies regarding how the FBI is supposed to uh, identify, collect, uh, preserve, and examine digital evidence. Um, I have, uh, as far as my academic background, I have um, a, uh, a master's and uh, educational specialist and PhD in an area called uh, computing technology and education. Uh, I have a second master's degree in uh, information security engineering, and I have 13 uh, cybersecurity and digital forensics uh, certifications. Wow. All right. Now, now we're going to get into the fun stuff. I know people don't want to know what metadata is, but it's so important in today's era. And we learn a lot about it now with all the digital fraud that occurs. You have this case come before you and there are this metadata on the photos that would suggest that this defendant, Keith Rainier, had some sort of child pornography in his possession. You start digging in using all those incredible credentials, all the scientific technique you have. What did you discover? Well, I discovered that um, not only uh, could the uh, ev evidence be manipulated at the metadata level, but in fact it had been in several different ways. Uh, so the metadata that you're speaking about is, is a very specifically talking about the timestamps of those photographs because the entire argument or the entire um, foundation for the charge of child pornography is the uh, timestamps for those photographs, oh, uh, which date back to where the subject of those photographs were, was 15 years old. Uh, but in fact, um, uh, the metadata is very easy to change. Uh, a child could do it. I taught my grandson how to do it in about a minute. Uh, but uh, the, the expert witness for the FBI testified that this type of metadata is very difficult to change, and that's uh, that's completely false. Um, other metadata I looked at, is, for example, the uh, access dates on the original evidence that was used. Um, those access dates were updated six months after the FBI had seized the evidence. Wow. So in other words, wow. the FBI, while in their possession, that evidence was altered. No question about it. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, Dr. Kuiper, what's the remedy? Because Is this a personnel issue? Is it a chain of custody of evidence issue? How, how do you even solve this? Well, it, it, that's a great question because uh, I found so many things wrong with this case. Uh, technically and the way it was handled, I had to separate my uh, findings into, into two types of findings. I have technical findings, which t talks about the, uh, the various types of manipulation and alteration of the evidence. And then I have process findings, which talks about the chain of custody issues, the uh, packaging issues, the breaking of uh, FBI policy issues. Uh, so, so there's a lot to it. You trained a whole generation of forensic examiners in the digital space to follow the best procedures here. I always think of the FBI. I live very close to Quantico. I think of the FBI lab and its extraordinary history, though at various times, including in my career as a journalist, we've written about things where the lab got astray. Uh, one of those was a bullet lead analysis back about a decade mm -hmm. or so ago. What happened here inside the culture? Because if this occurred while the FBI was in, uh, in the possession of this evidence, there's a cultural and procedural issue that seems to run against the great reputation of the FBI. What's your best guess? You worked there for a long time. What's your best guess of what may have happened here? 
Well, I, I believe that uh, the people involved here saw uh, Keith Raniere, who I don't know and I've never met, and frankly, I'm not an advocate for. Uh, but I think they saw him as a like a, a big target, uh, someone who was vilified in the media, someone who was represented a, as being, uh, you know, a very bad person, and someone who, uh, you know, if they were able to. Uh, I guess you could say uh, bag this this big game. <laughs> yeah. If they were yeah. whoever was able to take him down, uh, there are a lot of uh, awards to be had. Uh, there are, there are um, uh, on the spot awards and and performance awards and and promotions and you know plum FBI jobs. Uh, so all of these things can come from. Uh, a very successful case on a high-profile subject, and, and in fact, everyone involved in this case received a, an attorney general's distinguished award for this right. case, and wow. and I'm sure their their careers are are taking off at this point. Dr. Kuiper, John and I, um, it, it seems like it's been a theme of this show with respect to the FBI discussing the reputation of it and, and how to, to fix the integrity problem that it has. But it's not just the organization as a whole. If you look at it from an acute level, it's these agents as well. And I think that what's most concerning for people who do care about truth, people who do care about justice, is that if, if it's found to be true that these agents did manipulate this data, which according to everything you've reported, it certainly seems that it is, then every single case, it seems like, in their background is now going to be scrutinized. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a fantastic point. Uh, and, and that's what happened with the FBI when, when uh, years ago uh, the lab had a problem with that trace evidence. Remember, they had to go back to uh, uh, over 100 cases and look at uh, you know how this trace evidence was represented in those cases, and this that might be the same thing that needs to happen in this case. If those those who are involved, those who um, uh, touched this evidence, who reviewed it without authorization, uh, the person who had uh, this evidence in their custody while it was altered. I mean, it, it's it's egregious what happened here, and, and you know personally, I, I I find it very troubling because I. I taught these people these, not these specific people, but I, I taught uh, the uh, the digital forensic examiners in the FBI. I know that they know better than this. Yeah, that's what's so troubling here. Uh, I grew up in a blue family, and so my dad was a cop, my brother was a cop. We had FBI agents that bunked on our couch during cases. Uh, I played with a lot of sons and daughters of FBI agents. We were very close, and all the agents I grew up around to the T never cared about a won or loss record. They didn't care about uh, promotions and validations. They simply wanted justice to be done and the bad people put in prison, but they wanted to be sure the bad people were bad before they put them in prison. When did win-loss records and medallions and, and cash bonus awards supersede that common justice thing? And is this something that can be fixed institutionally so that it doesn't become a temptation in the future? Uh, again, great point. It's a cultural problem, I believe, as as the FBI has, I believe, lowered its standards uh, for incoming agents and and employees. I, I believe that uh, uh, the 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 quality of uh, personnel has gone down. Um, you should also uh, keep in mind that the uh, the FBI's leadership. Uh, is is the one that's controlling a lot of these things, and and especially with high profile cases, they are the ones that are deciding whether or not uh, to investigate or not to investigate, and and how to investigate, and really putting the pressure on uh, the people doing the investigation, uh, because everybody knows. I mean, the FBI 
uh, once they get their claws into something, they will, uh, you know, uh, move heaven and earth to get their man. And, uh, you know, like I said, there are a lot of uh, incentives uh, built into the FBI to do this. And um, and in, in my experience, a lot of the people that do this type of malfeasance do get promoted on. Um, I was a whistleblower while I worked for the FBI. I testified in in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee and um, at the at the behest of uh, an invitation of uh, Senator uh, Chuck Grassley. And as a result of that um, scrutiny on my case and others, uh, we we were able to craft a new law called the FBI Whistleblower uh, Protection Enhancement Act of 2016. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. And not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7, plus once a month you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. 
justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up our weekend editions of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless this incredible country, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. 